Welcome back to Cornbread Crumpets and Football. I am Dan. Today I'm joined by Adam and Joe. No loop today. And uh, surprising because Man U was on a roll. Mm. Who saw that coming? Yeah, it, United <laughs> have come out of nowhere, haven't they? But we were just speaking about this on our on our other podcast, on the Free Hit Fantasy Show. We're, we're, we're not really that convinced by United at the moment. It's one of those things that Ad's made a really good point, that they started so bad that the only way they could kind of go up was up. So, like, it's one of those yeah. ones where we just got to see how it goes over the next few games. You know, Rashford's playing really well. Dallow's playing well. Martinez, whether you like him or not, I think he's playing okay, but I feel like he's a little bit overhyped. So, yeah, we'll see on the United front. I don't know about you, Ads, but I, I can't see this United train lasting long. Yeah, like, like I said, they'd hit rock bottom that the only way was up. Don't get me wrong, that they've played some nice football. Um, and you know, you can't really bash it, you can't really bash them for, for winning three games in a row and going to the most informed team in Arsenal and well, and them yeah. coming to Old Trafford and, and, and beating them. But what will be interesting is when they next lose a game, how they bounce back and what happens within that dressing room then. Um, and I and I still think in terms of squad depth. They 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 their starting eleven is still missing a few players. Uh, you know, McTominay's still playing. I know he's in a in a purple patch, but he's not a great player. And yeah, the squad depth isn't great, really. Yeah, well, they have been surprising me. I didn't see them beating uh, Arsenal like that, just because you know how hot Arsenal was at the moment. But you know, these things happen. Do you guys think it's another one of those seasons that no team hits ninety points? You think it's one of those? I think this will be the first season in well, what was it? It's been the last four four seasons that a team's hit ninety plus points. I think this might be the first season since then that a team doesn't get ninety points, and it's a it's a, a lower points tally to to win the league. Yeah, I could I could see that. You know, like uh, maybe eighty seven, maybe that'll win the league, something like that. Yeah. It just seems it, like every, ridiculous. Everybody's vulnerable. Yeah, it's vulnerable. ridiculous that 90 yeah. plus points for that many seasons was what you needed to, to win the league. And yeah. it did just show the levels to, to Man City and Liverpool and what, what they were hitting. But yeah, at, at the moment, it does seem that I still don't think when people say, oh, this is the most unpredictable season ever. In my opinion, it's not. In my opinion, every season this happens that the team surprise you, Aston Villa. A few seasons ago, were top. Everton under Ancelotti at one point were top. Um, Arsenal last season lost their first three games. Um, Watford I just think a few seasons ago. Watford a few seasons ago. We could go all the way back to 15 years ago, I think it was, when Ian Holloway brought Blackpool up. And for the first half of the season, they were you know, in the top four, top half. And then they got relegated that season. I just think it's a case of you've got all these teams coming in with their first choice 11s all fully fit, no midweek games, and they're able to just absolutely go for it. Whereas when those midweek games come in, which they're starting to, with last week, midweek, this week, European games every three days, injuries, um, then that's when you see the, the the quality start to set out. And then that's when I think you'll start to see the clear two title contenders, which I still believe are Liverpool and City, and then the the top four candidates, the really the one thing actually I will say is I don't think there are, apart from Bournemouth and possibly Forest, there's not clear relegation contenders after that. I don't believe. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one too. 
Um, well, we'll see. But um, I do have a question about Erling Holland and his his hot streak. So, if you do look at his history since uh, 2018 19 season, he's missed a decent amount of time since then every season like whether it be 10 games 20 games he he's he goes through spells where he misses some games do you like because there, there's some man city fans around me that don't understand it's a long season and things can happen and this this guy i know is already saying he's going to break most premier premier league goal scoring record for, for 38 games i mean how likely i mean he could like how likely is that to happen if he can guys, stay fit if he yeah. can stay fit, that's it. If he I can stay fit, he'll break it. Stay fit. I, I don't think he has to stay fit for. I, he, I think he can probably miss five, six to ten games. And you know, if you're going off what he's done at the moment, five games, t- ten goals. Um, and I, and I know he's had long stints of injuries, but I think, I think a lot of that as well has been down to growing. Like he's still a young, um, a young man growing, and you see that with a lot of young players, they do get these sorts, some sorts of injuries that then once they hit a certain, a certain age, and, and that's what's most scary about Haaland, he's not fully developed. Um, but I, I, I reckon he will break Mo's record this but, season. Uh, yeah, this season. Um, at the same time, we've got to remember that's what's incredible about Mo, Mo Salah is that he's a winger and he's got yeah. Record. That's so true. He's taking it. He's taking a strike. People forget out. that. Yeah, people forget that. But um, I, I just, you know, the the, the overhype thing. I mean, I I get he's very very good. Um, you know, top three, probably young player in the in the world right now. Maybe top two, but like top two, take, top two. You, him and Mbappe. Yeah, and at the moment, I mean, I'm saying at the moment, I've just watched PSG, Juventus, and, and Mbappe's. Great, but I think at the moment, actually, Haaland's mentality is probably the thing that edges it across from from Mbappe. Um, I think there's a lot less controversy. There's a lot less. They both have big egos, but I think they're different sorts of egos. Haaland just goes and does it on the pitch time after time, whereas Mbappe has a bit of a bit of an arrogance against uh, about him. You know, with the whole penalty situation, etc. If I was a chairman or a football manager. I wouldn't even think twice to go after Haaland rather than Mbappe. I saw a clip the other day of Mbappe. I think someone didn't play a ball through to him and he just stopped and walked. And yeah, then actually, that was bad. if he carried on running, that's, he would have scored. He would have scored. He would have scored. Yeah. That's been like, yeah. though, that was, that was a few weeks ago. That that's been addressed and it is, he has improved in that way the last few weeks. So that, and that's again, when the whole Neymar, uh, Mbappe controversy around the penalties come up and and it was um I believe Lucas Acampos who's like the sporting director at, at PSG who's known Mbappe from a child basically him and him and his dad Mbappe's dad sat Mbappe down and was like, like this needs to change and then also why PSG are probably my favorites for the Champions League actually is because the new manager they've got in in, in Gautier they've got rid of this uh this you know best in form sort of flash style slightly PSG in terms of, you know, that they got Emery because he was the informed manager. They got Tuchel because he was flavor of the month. They got uh, Pochettino because of he, again, he was the the hot manager around again, both all brilliant managers, but now they've got a, got a manager that was a bit well less known and has just gone in there and he's implementing his style. He's, he's not pandering to the egos. 
So I think with Mbappe, it's a, if he has the right people around him, which possibly he does, then I think he'll be fine. Yeah. I think they, yeah. It's an ego thing. And I, and I think, yeah, as I said, I would not be happy at all if that was my player and Mbappe was doing crap like that. I just, I'd, I hate it. I hate it outside of football and I hate it in football. Yeah, that, that was rough, that player, for sure. I, uh, one of the pundits, it might have been Carragher today, was comparing the two, and he said he would go Mbappe over Holland because he can uh, set up and score like Messi, whereas Holland can only score like Ronaldo. He was comparing it like that, like that mm. type of situation. So, I don't know. I mean, either way, you can't go wrong, right? Either way, if you get one on your club, you're over the moon, so... But uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just curious how many goals he's gonna get. I really I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he'll break the the other record with uh, more games. What was it, 42 back in the day? Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody else has that record. So I don't know. Maybe man, he looks like an unstoppable goal machine. He had two goals today in the in the Champions League. So I don't know. Scary. But I think still... there is a there is a player now that um is up there with Haaland and Mbappe. Yeah. It's your boy Brandon Aronson. That's right. What what a season he's having at the moment. <laughs> he Dude, actually so, looks he looks brilliant. Like I'm honestly. so happy. I'm so happy, man. I've I've been a homer of his for a long time because he played for my local club and his brother does now. And I just saw his brother play the other night. Uh, and I saw Shakiri play because he's in the MLS. It was great. Oh, yeah, cool. Shit. Uh, but but yeah, like he's one of those guys where the first time I saw him play on the union, I was like, oh, he's legit. Like he's going to Europe soon, and he lasted two years, and before he was sent off to uh, Austria, and now he's in, now he's in the Prem. And dude, when he when he scored that goal, and uh, you you texted our group chat, and I was like, let's go, my boy! I'm so so happy for him. And it was like a hardworking yeah. play too, you know. Like pe- pe- yeah, people, yeah, and even me- after that, he's been very close to getting assists. He's yeah. been close to scoring again. Uh, even in the Brentford game, he played really well. And f- for my fantasy team, he's doing great. And I feel like whenever I watch Leeds, I'm kind of rooting for him as well now. It's a really, it's a weird yeah. kind of thing. Well, that's that's what uh, was happening with the US team. When when Brendan Aronson first started to make some waves, he got called up and he scored in his first US game, his first one ever. Uh, I think he had three goals in his first five matches, something like that. And but they would never play him and Pulisic at the same time. And then they finally started to do that. And ever since then, he's grown more as a playmaker. He like, he he's got really good vision, dude. His sky's the limit to him. It really is. Like he could, he could be a very, very all time. Great American, like top five easy. And that's, uh, it's exciting to see where he's going to go. You know, you know, he's going to, who Somewhere would you say six. then, coming coming from coming from an outsider's point of view? Then, who would you say, looking at from a from a USA MT point of view, who is say your holy grail top five greatest American players of all time? Is it Landon Donovan? Is he up there? Donovan Dempsey, uh, Donovan Dempsey Tim Howard, uh, Pulisic might already be on that, and uh, five. Who would be five? I would need to look up five, but definitely those four. Because mm. it's quite interesting from outside. Because obviously, whenever we play you guys, it's only ever in friendlies or a World Cup. And obviously, we're coming up and we're in the same group. So I need to start thinking: okay, are USA actually a problem, or will we get past them easy? 
it's going to be this this uh, run is going to be all Aaron Cena and Pulisic. That's going to be our offense. That's our offense. And there's there's a couple other players that can make some plays, but it's it, it's really going to run through those two guys. It really that's that's what you're looking at. But um, I guess Michael Bradley could be considered top five. He he had a he had a decent run. Uh, Who did he play for? Was it Toronto? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. 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 Just and Toronto has been good for a long time in the uh, MLS, but they suck right now. It's, and it's weird because they have uh, Lorenzo Insigne. Insigne. Um, yeah. And they got uh, the other guy from Italy, Bernadeschi. It's cra- mm. It's it's so weird. They that... got Bernadeschi. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. And uh, last night, my father, or the other the other night, me and my father in law wanted to watch it because, you know, he loves watching the Italian players. Bernadeschi scores a penalty kick in the first five minutes. Two minutes later, Insigne scores. So they score, and he's all happy. And by halftime, Toronto is losing 3-2. <laughs> it's just, Damn. Their, their defense sucks. And then Insigne got another goal late. So they scored three, but they still got beat. And, uh, yeah, they suck this year. Their defense is Yeah, awful. I've always been somewhat fascinated with MLS because, obviously, in our lifetime, especially me and Ads anyway, like we've never seen like an expansion like the MLS. And I think it's really interesting interesting to see if the mls could ever now i don't think it would personally but i'm not saying 50 years time if it could ever match something like the premier league and whether the money would come into it because i know you've got that big apple deal that's come in but yeah i think it's cool to see the expansion and all these players going but it needs to get out that mindset of players going there for their last dance kind of thing exactly and that's that's why it was weird that bernardeski went because he's only like 28 and he could still be playing somewhere in Europe. Bad player though. I, you think, I think he's bad? That, yeah, he's he's not great. I think uh, Juventus so fans my were happy to also, see the back of him. Yeah, he said he said he didn't mind when he left, and he was like he he chased the money. They offered him the most money, so he took it. But in my opinion, the MLS will never have a chance to be as good as Europe teams unless they're offered a spot in the Champions League. Because if you're the best player in the world, why won't I, this is the what I always say to Americans to get them to understand. I'm like, if you're the best player in the world, why wouldn't you want to have a chance to win the Super Bowl? And that's mm-hmm. what the the Champions League is. And it it would be like one of the best uh, NFL players going to play in the Canadian Football League just for more money. And it 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 just would never happen. So until that happens, which I doubt it ever will, because it's the UEFA. Uh, Champions League like how they're going to add in a spot for an American team but mm. I, I don't think but I think it will get better and it and it, ha- it has gotten better like there there's there's teams popping up left and right with with like diehard fans like Nashville and Austin they're like brand new teams and they're doing really well off the bat but uh, the union my team were in first place we might win we might win we might have the most points of everyone and that includes LAFC, and mm. they have they have Chiellini. Mm. They have. They still uh, have Vaya. Yeah, they got Vaya. Yeah, yeah. And they got uh oh, what's the guy's name? He's got a Chicharito. Yeah, they got Chicharito, yeah. and uh and Gareth Bale. They have him too. And <laughs> yeah, and the Union are so good at their youth program with finding these people like you know Aronson. And now they got his brother, and they made some really smart loan moves this year. And they just do it. They they do it without spending the money. But I I hope that I get one of those players that when he's done playing in Europe, he comes and plays for the Union because he sees how good they're playing. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. 
you know yeah, it's whether whether the money's there and whether the opportunity's there but yeah right. i think for the mls to come out it just needs to be stop it like that gareth bowel move he went there for train to just be a training session really yeah yeah he could he could have gone to a premier league team again he could have gone to another team in europe easy um yeah. but yeah went to the mls for I don't even think it's for the money because he's got enough money. He just went there for the nice weather and probably a nice bit of training. It's like Zlatan, right? Mm. He, he kind of did courses. the same thing. Yeah, and the golf courses. Yeah, yeah Zlatan did the same. And then and then decided to come back to Europe and, and tear it up. At, and tear at, it at up, his old right. Age. Yeah, yeah. There was because there was a debate going on uh, at the time with him and, and Carlos Vela. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then he's... And, yeah. He just remember what he said. He's like, "How old is Carlos Vela?" And where and he's is he like, playing? Yeah. And, and where was he's I? He's true though. Without... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Zlatan was was very entertaining in, in the MLS, and it's cool when we get players like that. But it's uh, it's still not the same quality. Like you can just tell when you're watching. Like it's just it's more slow. Uh, Union been kicking people's asses lately. We. In the last like five games, they won like six or seven nothing. Three out of the three out of those five games, they they've been destroying teams. It's been pretty fun mm. to to see them get good, you know. And uh, you know they're kind of the reason I became a Liverpool fan because I became interested in soccer in the first place by watching the World Cup. And then I was like, well, I could be a Union fan, but that, that's not the best players in the world. So let me find a team. So like that, that's what led the whole, and now, now I do like the union, but not close to that. Like I like Liverpool. So it's, you know, it's like my little, it's like my little team that I root for basically. But, but yeah, it was a nice little MLS lesson. If you guys wanted to know about that, <laughs> but uh, a couple more prem topics, we got a, a shorter episode this week, uh, but Liverpool, will they sign a midfielder in the January transfer window? Adam? No, no. I think the best we we the best we got was was Arta, um, um, on loan from Juventus. Um, there's a lot to go into to with that. The fact that they possibly only even went for him because Henderson's injured. There's a lot of stick now at, at FSG because there's just reports coming out left, right, and center. Uh, not on them, but in terms of the whole footballing of the Premier League that during the last few five years or a few years during COVID of all the top six teams, they're the only team that have actually got their money back. They're the only team that haven't put any money into the club on net spends. One of the lowest. Yes. We signed Nunes for what could be up to 85 million. But when you look at the players we sold, we, we made that money back. They're not investing like other clubs. Yeah. And I think the annoying thing around that is that there's such a glaring gaping hole of a position needed it's it's not necessarily that we're demanding you know they don't need to go and spend 50 60 million on another wing or another striker it's just that one position that i think we we really do need there's reports them saying the reason they haven't gone and spent money is that they wanted to with Tuchamini. klopp even come out and basically said we wanted him but he went to real madrid and that next year it is on bellingham i just think that's a big gamble because next year there's going to be a lot of teams in for bellingham Oh, tons of teams, man. That that's that's going to be a bidding war. Or yeah. maybe he has a personal connection with the manager or something like that that he wants to play with. But yeah, it's not it's not a guarantee by any means. And I was joking that I have a little ballad for him today. But like, man, I will I would love for him to to come. And not a lot of times, like I'm super down with uh uh like the majority vote of what people want 
but I think in this situation, people are correct. So we'll yeah, see. But 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 look, uh, at the end of the day, Arta, they've got a midfielder in. They've got one that he, and I'm sure you you speak to your father-in-law, and he'd say he didn't impress at Juventus. Part of that, I believe, possibly could be down just to the system that they wanted to play because at Barcelona, again, wasn't super impressive, but he he looked good. He looked promising. You you listen to interviews from Messi and other players that have played with him. That there is obviously a quality player in there. It's whether Klopp can get it out of him. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, nil-nil at Goodson Park. I think as Liverpool fans, we've been very lucky the last few years that Goodson Park, Old Trafford against Everton United, against all these teams that we've gone out there and just blown them out of the water that actually it's starting to normalise that a few years ago, nil-nil at Goodson Park was a good result. Yeah. I know, I know it's our worst start to the season under, under Klopp. I, I think that's for a number of reasons. I think that's because we're starting to see the sick, second era of Klopp and his team. He's brought in a few new players. You've got to remember, I know Diaz last coming in January, but he was sharing the workload with Mane. This is now his season. Nunes has come in. Um, Harvey Elliott now is getting a run of games and he's looking brilliant. Fabio Carvalho is looking good. There's changes he's making. His Salah, you know, I know he's not he's not getting the goals at the moment completely, but when you look at chances created, he's creating the most in the in the Premier League at the moment. He's staying out a lot wide now. So I just think this is a transitional period. And considering they've had their worst start, they're only six points off the top. So I yeah. don't think it's I don't yeah. think it's all doom and gloom. And I think it will eventually click. I mean with how scary Man City and Arsenal have looked, uh, you know, Arsenal has just the one loss. Man City has two two draws. So like no no one's unbeatable this season. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how the next couple of weeks play out, see what the standings look like. And then we got to remember, we got this world cup break. That's going to come mm-hmm. and just stall everything. And that could change everything. Like, think about that. If you're playing so hot world cup comes when your best players gets hurt during the world cup, then what? So like this, this year it, it's going to be, we're going to be in for a long ride. We really and- are. And you got to remember, there are players. Harlan's one of them. I saw a funny tweet about how during the World Cup, Harlan's just going to be at the Man City training ground, smashing goals past Scott Carson. Um, you've got Salo, who's not going to the World Cup. You've got Diaz, that's not going to the World Cup. There's a lot of players that won't be going to the World Cup. They're yeah. basically going to get another preseason. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah, that's where it will yeah. be interesting as well. And then also, you've got to look at prime example when you look at the difference in Salah and Mane's season last year. Salah first half of the season was best player. Lost the AFCON, tailed off. Mane, I know that there's a lot of talk at the moment. Every now Liverpool dropping points, they miss Mane. Don't get me wrong, we miss Mane. Any team that lose Mane would miss him, but we're not dropping points because we haven't got Mane. We would still drop these points um, because Diaz is just doing as good as a job. Mane had a an awful bad start of the season when Salah was raking all the points, and then he goes and wins AFCON, has a great second half. You've got to think if, if a team loses a World Cup final or a team wins a World Cup final, how that mentally then the Premier League goes back to the to, to their games four days, I believe. I think it's four or five days on, on, yeah. on Boxing Day. So you've got to think that's going to be also just the mental fatigue from going to a World Cup, doing that tournament. It's going to be nuts. 
and then imagine, the weirdest season. Yeah, imagine yeah. that being in Qatar, playing in that heat in a World Cup final, and then having to go to Nottingham Forest, Leeds away on a on a yeah. boxing in a boxing day. <laughs> oh man, what's Arsenal looking like for their roster? Uh, how many players are you losing? Uh, there'll be a lot. There'll be a lot. I think the schedule coming up to that World Cup is horrible as well. We've got Spurs, we've got City, Chelsea. We've got some really tough games in October. I think a lot of my Arsenal friends, I'm in a couple of groups and stuff and Reddit and a couple of WhatsApp chats with Arsenal friends as well. I told them, let's not get too excited. Every season, us Arsenal fans are the pre-drinks and the laughing stock of the whole of the Premier League. So let's relax. You know, United humbled us a little bit. Fair enough, VAR and all that. And we'll get onto that on another episode, I'm pretty sure. But... I think we just got to be vigilant and I think we should still just be aiming for that top four at the moment. Let's not be talking about titles or we're first still like that's irrelevant. As Ads was saying at the beginning of the podcast, we had Watford three games unbeaten a couple of seasons ago, Villa, teams like that. So from Arsenal's point of view, we just got to stay vigilant. And I think top four is a realistic um realistic. People writing off Liverpool too early, people writing off Chelsea too early. All these things they average out. I think of it like like a company share price always evens out at the end of the day, and the truth will come out. Hey man, beautifully said. Uh, I think that's a good way to end it. <laughs> that that was poetic. <laughs> Bit miserable with uh, Arsenal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, long season, like you said. So yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about missing last week. Well, I'm sure we won't miss next week because there's tons of games to talk about. And uh, maybe we'll touch on, on some of the uh, Champions League stuff. I'll get my father-in-law in here soon to talk about uh, what he thinks of everything. And, uh, yeah. Serie is interesting as well. That is, if I could recommend a league for anyone to, to start watching. you got Roma losing 4-0 to Udinese. Milan that was beating Milan beating into 3-2. Into Napoli are looking good again. Juventus aren't looking great. So, that is a league that is also unpredictable. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. Take it easy. Bye. See you later. Oh, thank you.